0: Hey everybody, this is Mark Manson, and this is 11 Shitty Things We All Do But Nobody Admits, published January 19th, 2017. I have a secret I want to tell you. It's something I don't share very often, or with many people, but today it feels appropriate. See, I know you think of me as just some random author guy who sometimes writes cool blog articles, but sadly, there's a little bit more going on behind the scenes than that. What you didn't know about me is that I'm actually an omnipresent, hyper-intelligent, interdimensional being. My knowledge and understanding is so total and complete that it's not even limited by your four-dimensional space-time. That means not only do I have complete knowledge about all existence, but I also have complete knowledge about all potential existences, the ones that didn't or even couldn't happen. So while you sit around and agonize about what life would have been like had you stayed with your ex-boyfriend instead of dumping him, I already know. You fucked up, girl. He was, like, a super nice guy. I don't like to go around bragging about this. As you can imagine, it becomes taxing, especially at parties. People always want you to tell them some inane thing, like what their dog's name was when they were a kid. And then when you get it right, they freak out and buy you way too many drinks. Or worse, they try to start a religious cult centered around you. It gets stressful. So I just avoid the whole situation by talking incessantly about new video games or basketball scores. The reason I bring this up is because you humans seem to be confused about something. See, most people assume that they suffer because of the negative aspects of themselves. But the real reason they suffer is because they avoid those negative aspects of themselves, not the fact that they have them. And this is where I come in, in all my omniscient puppy-sacrificing glory. All these people email me all the time saying like, OMG, Mark, it's like your article totally read my mind. And I'm like, Well, uh, yeah, I am reading your mind, fucknut, and refill the fucking coffee when you're done using it. I see all those dirty little things you do and don't admit, not just to others, but also to yourself. But don't worry, unlike some other deities I know, and you know who I'm talking about, I'm not here to judge you or shame you. I honestly don't give a shit. I just want to drop by and set the record straight. It's time to get honest. To admit some of the fucked up stuff we do that gets ourselves into trouble. Not necessarily to fix everything, because who even says everything needs to be fixed, but just to be more realistic with ourselves and our problems. So in no particular order, here's yet another clickbait list with some of the awful shit you do and don't admit to anyone, but most importantly, to yourself. 1. You embellish stories to make yourself sound cool. I'm on to you. Did you and Tom really score the courtside seats of the game, or were you like four rows back? Don't make me dig up the video online, you fucker. Did you really work into 9 p.m. last night, or did you get home at like 8.30 and by the time you changed clothes and jerked off, it was 9? Did you really have a coke-fueled orgy with 12 hookers, or or was it more like 7? Yeah, I figured. It was 7. One fascinating thing about human nature is that lying has much less to do with virtue and more to do with our sense that we can get away with a lie. Humans lie when they feel as though the advantage of it outweigh the potential risk of being caught. This is why few of us tell big whopping lies, but pretty much all of us fib here and there by nudging the details a little bit on our stories. Two cops tackling a drunk buddy last Friday becomes four cops. Texting your ex, leave me alone, magically morphs into an epic go fuck yourself when we recount it to our friends. Why do we do this? Because we all have this undying need to be loved and respected and admired. And if smudging the lines on our cool story can up our badassity by two to three percent and there's no way for anyone to find out, then we just kind of automatically do it. The problem arises when this becomes a chronic habit and those little smudges become big smears. All of the classic issues with lying apply here. Social embarrassment, reinforcing one's shame and feeling that one is not good enough, a desperate desire to please and impress those around us, and just being an annoying tryhard. Cut it out. Chances are you won't ever be able to completely stop lying, for no other reason than our memories are awful as well. But do your best to rein it in. Number two, you try to look at somebody while pretending you're not looking. I see you two doing that whole, I'm going to glance and then pretend I'm not glancing so you won't think I'm staring, even though I really want to stare. But wait, if you think I'm a total creep or a weirdo and you might call the police and tell them I was raping you with my eyes, that whole thing, you two do it to each other from across the room. Stop bullshitting yourself. That person is some combination of hot slash interesting slash cool slash has something stuck to their face. So stop being weird about it and look at them. If they look back, then smile. And if they smile back, say hi. This is what people did back before texting was invented. That wasn't so hard. Now was it? Number three, you fart and then blame it on somebody else. I'm going to be honest. I'm not going to tell you to stop doing this, mainly because it's so funny, but also because I fart a lot. And if I didn't do this... I'm not sure I'd have friends anymore. Just make sure the person you're blaming isn't either A, your girlfriend, or B, your mother, and you're fine. 4. You assume that everybody else knows what they're doing while you have no clue. When we feel insecure, we tend to develop this irrational belief that we must somehow be the only person who doesn't know what the fuck they're doing with themselves. This could be the feeling like the odd person out at a party, the new person at work, the black sheep of the family. This simply isn't true. Chances are, if you feel as though you're awkward and clueless, the other people around you are feeling the same way. They're just faking their way through it the same way you are. Five, you assume that you know what you're doing and everybody else has no clue. But then sometimes, instead of facing our feelings of inadequacy and feeling, and feeling them head on, we avoid them with an opposite but equally irrational belief that we have it all figured out and it's everybody else who is screwed up. Not only is this also rarely true, but it kind of makes you a dick. Six, you often forget that nobody has a clue, really. The fact is that these two things aren't mutually exclusive. You can be clueless as to what you're doing with your life, and all the people around you can be clueless as well. In fact, this is pretty likely, most of the time. What these feelings of, I'm a loser, everyone else is so cool, and I'm a badass, everyone else here is a dweeb, really are, are compulsive comparisons of ourselves to others, both of which are irrational and unhealthy, both of which are unnecessary and likely harmful to ourselves, and both of which are actually impossible to ever know with any certainty. The truth is, you've got insecurities, other people have theirs, and those insecurities truthfully aren't all that different. What differs is how we tend to cope with them. We all pick these little things in our lives to obsess over and compulsively use to cover up these inner sources of pain that we feel are unique to us but are actually present in everybody. And this stuff we use to cover it up, we trick ourselves into believing that they're so important that they matter more than anything else in life. You know, buying a Ferrari, being ripped and having a six-pack, having an idyllic home with those fancy little orchids out front. Number seven, you wonder... Is this all life is? And the reason we avoid letting go of these insecurities, the reason we avoid solving our own issues and our own pain, is that if we do, then all this really, really important stuff, see this money and this house and these fucking orchids, all this stuff that feels like it matters, like life or death, will go away, leaving us simply with ourselves. And this is terrifying. It is a terrifying thought. Because if it's just us, we'll be forced to face the incomprehensibility of our own existence and confront life's inherent futility. We will wonder what it is all for, and what if there's no point to doing anything at all? And we'll think that maybe we did it all wrong. What if this isn't how my life was supposed to go? And we'll wonder how time accelerates unceasingly and how what once felt like months now feels like days and how we seem to grow old in ways we never knew possible and we'll lay silent at night with just the sheets and the stars and try to grasp the emptiness try to give shape in our mind to what is both infinite yet formless to tame the very fears that are as far as we can tell the only reason we carry on living then we might cry we may roll over in bed and flip the pillow over pull the blanket over us as if to protect us against our own thoughts but they're always there lurking in the shadows the real monsters under our bed the monsters hidden in our own minds and the next day when our co-worker asks how we're doing we'll say fan-fucking-tastic you see the game last night number eight you feel like you should have done more then you'll get your coffee and go to your desk and stare bleakly at the computer screen and open a new tab to check Facebook. Even though you already have Facebook open And you just looked at your phone Four seconds ago And you'll think I was supposed to do more than this Well Aren't you just a bright and shiny fucking snowflake Look How do I have to put this You're going to die Not having done everything you wanted to do But that doesn't mean you shouldn't still try And that doesn't mean your life still doesn't have meaning For fuck's sake Get over yourself Okay Next listicle item Number nine Number nine You check yourself out in inappropriate places and inappropriate times. I had a friend in high school that played trombone. We played in jazz band together, and unfortunately, the rehearsal space had a bunch of mirrors on one wall. Said friend, who was athletic, would spend the majority of said jazz band rehearsal staring into said mirror, flexing subtly, winking at himself, futzing with his hair. It was creepy and weird especially because I, the guitar player, was forced to sit directly between him and the mirror. At the time, I was horrified at being forced to witness such vanity. But as I got older and wiser, I realized that I'm just as vain. We all are. Who here doesn't walk past a big reflective window and not instinctively take a quick glance? And by quick glance, I mean stare at yourself and make selfie faces. I once found myself at a funeral, preoccupied with how symmetrical my tie was. The reflection in the wall kept me occupied for more seconds than I'd like to admit. Humans are vain creatures, all of us, and not just people who obsess about their appearance, but people who neglect their appearance and avoid seeing themselves at all costs. That's another form of vanity. Vanity is when you let your physical dimensions control your relationship with yourself. And unfortunately, we live in a culture that promotes this obsession the same way it promotes sliced bread. That is, everybody needs to have some. Speaking of vanity, number ten, You masturbate in the shower. I mean, where else are you going to get guaranteed privacy for at least five minutes? Am I right? Some advice. Gentlemen, always use the conditioner. Ladies, sidle up under that bathtub spigot and say hello to a whole new world. Enjoy yourself. I mean that literally. Number 11. You overestimate yourself. Here's another funny quirk about human nature. Did you know that 90% of people believe they're better than the average driver, that 80% of people believe they're above average intelligence, or 70% of people see themselves as leaders of their peer group? Do a little math and you'll quickly see that there are a lot of delusional people in the world. But I know what you're saying. Wait, Mark, aren't we supposed to believe in ourselves? You know, just visualize who we want to be and believe it and then it'll come true. Um. Let's put it this way. Who do you think is more likely to get into a life-threatening car accident? A, someone who thinks they're an awesome driver, but is not. Or B, someone who is pretty realistic about their own lack of coordination. That's right. The only thing above average about positive thinking is the likelihood of getting yourself killed in a 16-car pileup. The best thing to do here is simply reserve judgment. Remember my whole spiel before about that compulsive comparison to others? Yeah, this is probably part of it. Who cares how good of a driver you are? Are you in the Indy 500? No, me neither. So who cares? Just try not to die the next time you're on your way to pick up milk. Because remember, the milk really is all there is. Do you know who you really are? That sounds quite philosophical and cheesy, but... It turns out that we're all actually pretty bad at knowing who we are, what we want, and what will make us happy. If you enjoyed this article that you just listened to, then you should check out my 22 page ebook where I get all into our crazy psychology and why we're so bad at understanding ourselves and what makes us happy. So to check it out, you can go to markmanson.net slash self-knowledge it's uh you just put in your email i send the pdf there's no spam no bullshit doesn't cost anything Uh, it's just a way to get more cool content to you um, if you want to learn more so go check it out markmanson.net slash self-knowledge